Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You're listening to the best of Kevin and Query on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, let's head to the Payless Liquors hotline. He'll be on the TV call each of the next two Saturdays. For the Colts, that would be Greg Rakestraw with Rick Venturi and Lara Overton. Rake, feel free to let me know what number year this is for you doing preseason TV. I would venture to guess tomorrow will be your most watched preseason game. There is a good chance of that, although, you know, by the time I started, so this is year number six, number five, if you don't count 2020, since we didn't have preseason games that year so my first year of doing this was the like Andrew Luck kind of comeback year of 2018 so you know there was a lot of interest then clearly the next year there was a surprising amount of interest that was generated when it was you know revealed he was going to retire during a game but yes there'll be a good amount of eyeballs checking out Anthony Richardson's first snaps as a Colt tomorrow afternoon. Rick, do you think he will exit when like the Quentin Nelsons of the world will exit, you know, based off what Shane Sykin said yesterday, he used the phrase case by case for how long starters will stay in the game. Do you think once the bulk of that first unit goes to the bench, that means Anthony Richardson's day will be over as well? I think to some degree that's a safe assumption, but I also think that potentially those starters would play a little bit more than normal knowing the absolute need of you got to get Anthony Richardson a few more reps. Generally, that's the case for rookies, that rookies will play longer. And knowing you want to protect your investment as the fourth pick in the draft, maybe that means that those regulars will be playing a little bit longer come tomorrow afternoon. You know, Greg, I've made this point a lot on, on this show, so I, but I want your perspective on it. I go a little bit, admittedly, by like long conversations I've had, say, with Rick Venturi or people that have been around the NFL. But I think one of the things that is difficult for young quarterbacks that are getting used to the NFL, and I think C.J. Stroud saw this last night. You know, C.J. Stroud, when he was at Ohio State, certainly Trevor Lawrence when he was at Clemson, undoubtedly. And a lot of Alabama quarterbacks, this would be the case. They are used to, in college throwing to eventual NFL wide receivers that are playing against college cornerbacks. So they are the, the windows are big and the receivers are open. I don't know that Anthony Richardson in the SEC on a down Florida team probably saw that as much. So is it possible that the learning curve of windows, even though it is there for Richardson and he's going to have to get used to that, it may not be as big a gap as it is for others because he still had to throw to tighter windows than some of the quarterbacks that we're talking about. There is something to be said for that. There is always something to being said for playing against the caliber of athlete and competition that you would see every game as as part of the Southeastern Conference. There is always going to be an adjustment period, and, and we've seen that at times during the course of training camp. Kind of figuring out, hey, when do I throw the ball? When, when, when do I make this read? Uh, you know, that, like, I certainly remember times where like, a defensive back would kind of turn and say, hey, buddy, the ball's got to be out by then. You, know, you don't have that much time to kind, of, to kind of make that decision and make that throw at this level. Um, I get your point, Jake, completely and understand exactly what you're saying because, yes, it's not like he had such an advantage with the talent around him that, say, some other quarterbacks have, have had at their various programs. Right. Given our, and by the way, Greg Rakestraw is with us. Obviously, it's a big high school football night with scrimmages and then things beginning week one starting next week. So that'll be what dominates our conversation a lot here in the fall. But right now, Rake has got your TV call for the Colts coming up again each of the next two Saturdays. Rake, for those that are about to experience Anthony Richardson for the first time and haven't really seen him at Florida, haven't been out to Grand Park, I almost have described him like Adam Dunn for the Reds. There might be a few balls that get hit into the Ohio River, and those will be played on Sports Center, and those will go on social media. 
but he also might be, you know, one for four in that game with a ball in the Ohio River and then a strikeout where his bat flies into row 27 behind the home dugout. How would you describe what the Richardson experience has looked like when you've been out at Grand Park? There is something to that. Um, and for those like you and I, then like I've received not every practice, then, then pretty close to it. Um, the throws down the field are jaw-dropping. Um, when, when he throws a quick slant, the receiver has no chance, no choice but to catch it because it's going to go through their chest if they don't. Um, and, and But that's also not to say that he can't throw a touch pass or adjust his arm slot to, to kind of get around a defender because I've seen that in practice as well. It seems like the throw that he's having the most trouble with right now is seeing kind of that 10 to 15 yard out, that kind of sideline pattern. That one tends to be high. Trying to figure out a way to kind of dial that one in seems to be one of the throws that, that he's having a little bit of issue with. And again, like I said, it's it's kind of that read and, and when to kind of make that throw or when to make that decision. Um, and, and the thing that even he touched on yesterday was, hey, I, I want to get hit a couple of times because obviously I know in a training camp practice I'm not going to be hit. And that way you have a better judgment of, exactly what is he going to do from a, a rushing standpoint? Like you said yesterday, you know, is that a gain of five? Is that a gain of 18? We're going to find out to, to a lesser degree starting tomorrow. So there will be plays that make you drop, that make you drop your jaw. There'll be plays that make you smack your forehead. And hopefully for Colts fans, there's more of the former and not the latter. Greg Raystar's our guest. He's on the Payless Liquors hotline. You, of course, can see and hear him during the Colts pregame Against the or excuse me, preseason game against the Buffalo Bills, Greg. So much attention, obviously, understandably, almost entirely on Anthony Richardson. But other areas, other positions, or other players that you actually, maybe you personally aren't even the most curious about, but you get the impression that the Colts are. What jumps out? You know, it's interesting that this is not a training camp, and 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 there have been the the three big discussions, obviously, quarterback, JT, Shaquille Leonard, um, that it has kind of blotted out everything else. If you look big picture, I'm not sure how many starting position battles we're going to have. I kind of have a good idea what I think the receivers are that are going to make this football team. Uh, I, I I know what the starters are going to look like defensively obviously we have question marks with how young the defensive backfield is other than Kenny Moore but if everybody's healthy I, I kind of know the guys that I think at least from a starting standpoint are going to be the ones out there on September the 10th so one of the common questions you know we always have this time of year kind of you know who's popped or or or, or, or who's the guy that's always you know around the football making plays there's, there's a guy or two I can suggest but maybe we're not watching that as much. If you're looking for a position battle, and I'm not exactly sure how many and who are making the team, I would suggest the tight end position. Yeah, agreed. Now, at, as it pertains to tomorrow's game, Molly Cox has been hurt. Jelani Woods has been hurt. Will Mallory, who is a rookie that maybe has a chance to make a team, where it's kind of a, I would not say if it's a crowded room of veterans, but it's a crowded room of guys you kind of, either drafted or brought onto the roster the last two or three years. Um, I mean, there's, what, like nine tight ends on the roster of the 90-man roster right now? That may be the, the best position battle throughout the course of training camp. But unfortunately, injuries of the nagging variety maybe kind of take away a, a bit of that drama as it pertains to tomorrow's game. Yeah, I mean, yesterday, Kylan Granson was out there and, and – practicing he like he's done every single practice here in camp in the spring but right the other four guys you'd probably put around him as a top that depth chart they all were out Mo Ali Cox, Drew Ogletree, Jelani Woods and Will Mallory the the rookie so I'm very curious to see how that group is going to play out over the next couple of weeks um I asked Shane Sykin this on Tuesday about Shaquille Leonard and if he'd play in the preseason it sounded like that was a little bit more of a debate, and they hadn't committed to that as a staff. I should have followed up yesterday. I just kind of totally spaced. Do you think we'll see Leonard tomorrow or at all in the preseason? I do think we'll see Shaq in the preseason at some point. I don't know if it's tomorrow. Um, maybe you save that for the home fans on Saturday. Obviously, you've got the workouts against the Bears on Wednesday and Thursday. Maybe that changes a little bit. And, and the need to play starters to get Anthony Richardson reps on offense – 
doesn't necessarily exist on defense. Uh, so maybe he plays on Saturday and we don't see him again other than those preseason practices with the Bears and the Eagles until September the 10th. I think, I think you need to see him for just like a set of plays, three, four, you know, play something along those lines just to have that simulation of game experience. It doesn't have to be long. It's almost like the, the veteran, like the Frank Gore running back status. Give him a couple of touches, get him off the field. I think you need that at some point in time. Maybe that's tomorrow. Maybe that's next Saturday. Greg, when I recently had to go and, and retake algebra, like the first week or two of it, I was like, this isn't bad. Like, I think I can grasp this. Everything seems okay. And then like week three, they threw the kitchen sink at me and all hell broke loose. And I realize now the first week or two was just designed to kind of get me comfortable before the textbook really opened up. How much of the playbook do the Colts go with here in week one? Is this strictly going to be the first two weeks that I had algebra, or are they going to start throwing some trigonometry in there all of a sudden? Jake, when you work at the Dairy Bar at the Indiana State Fair, what's the most common flavor you're handing out? <laughs> that would be curveball meat nut, and i will and by the way right there. greg thank you for asking thank you for mentioning that if anybody wants to work the dairy bar today from two until ten hundred dollars per person um tweet me or text me at 523-9288 i'll get you set up 523-9288 greg i know you are friends with the american dairy association of indiana as am i um but uh yeah that, that would be vanilla by the way that is exactly what the game plan is going to be, and that's not that's not an, it, let's let's ease Anthony Richardson into it. That is, we're not tipping our hand in terms of plays for teams to scout for the remainder of the regular season. Uh, and so, you know, so it, it, yes, they're going to ease him into a certain degree. I think largely this is a a simplified offense because it's like everything about finding guys in open space. That's the way the. NFL in the modern game works, which makes it easier for younger quarterbacks to come in and be impact players. So I'm not sure this is going to be an overly complicated playbook throughout the course of the year anyway. It's just kind of the way this offense works. But that is more so the case in the preseason just because nobody's running anything that complicated during the course of the preseason. Okay, Greg Rakestraw is with us 1 o'clock tomorrow. That is CBS 4, correct, Rake? I think I'm on Fox 59 tomorrow. I could Is be it wrong Fox? about that. We should probably double check that. Mark, you mind looking that up? The TV call for tomorrow, but it'll be Rick Venturi and Lara Overton and Rake uh, shifting gears a little bit. CBS 4. CBS 4. My four bad. Sorry. Tomorrow. Fox 59 for the Bears one. There you go. There you go. Um, Rake, I half joked that Flory Badunga announcing his college coming up on Saturday. I guess that is tomorrow. I said he's doing that because he doesn't want to be a distraction of the Kokomo Wildcats soccer team and that season getting ready <laughs> to start. Auburn, Duke, Kansas, Michigan. Any gut feel on the announcement coming tomorrow for one of the best players in high school? Well, certainly the, the rumor mill has, has been running around Duke over the course of the last few days. Um, I, I know the interest level for Michigan, because we've talked about this on the air before, dating back to June. Uh, if you believe the internet chatter, he's going to be a Duke Blue Devil, but uh, decisions have always changed, and, and minds have always changed up to the last minute. But I'm also not surprised, kind of knowing those around Flory, that this announcement is being made at like the beginning of the school year, so you can kind of get that question out of the way, and he can just go be as normal of a high school kid as someone who's 6'9 with a pro future and has moved a half a world away and has gotten thousands of tens of thousands in terms of people that follow him and, and interest. As normal as that experience can be, that's what he's trying to have uh, this fall into the basketball Okay, season. Greg, here, you ready for my deep thoughts? I am always ready for your deep thoughts, Jack Andy. Fire away. Okay. Uh, what is the name of the basketball showcase classic and where Flory Badunga is making his announcement? Or what is the title? making his announcement or, where, or like the school that he is going to? No, where he's making his announcement. He is making his announcement during the broadcast of a basketball classic that is sponsored by who? 
It's the Under Armour. It's the Under Armour. I don't know what game, where it's being televised, but the, he's he is playing in a showcase game that's like the Under Armour okay. Top Twenty or whatever it is, right? Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, Michigan wears Jordan Brand shoes. Kansas wears yeah. Adidas shoes. Duke wears Nike shoes, and Auburn wears Under Armour shoes. I, I have you're, no you're, idea you're, if you're, what's that. You're going to lean towards Auburn is what you're telling me. Well, I'm saying Bruce Pearl's shirts off, baby. It, it would be to me. If I'm Under Armour and I'm putting on a showcase as a title showcase and a kid is getting ready to use my showcase as the Under Armour shoe brand to announce his much-anticipated and awaited college announcement, I am making sure ahead of time that he is going to an Under Armour school before I'm giving him my platform, my showcase, and my spotlight to tell people where he's going to go. That is a tremendously well-made point. Maybe you're right. It could be the Auburn Auburn Tigers. I, I Again, I have – I mean, that, that's – I have no intel. That just seemed to me like as soon as I saw that, I thought, well, hell, you would think that somebody within the marketing department of Under Armour would have thought that through, I would think. I'm I'm impressed with your shoe knowledge of major universities, Jake. That's That's, impressive. So there's another kid announcing at that that has Notre Dame as a finalist. So should I start feeling good about Notre Dame considering the Under Armour? Yes. I'd like to point out that's back-to-back days. You've talked Notre Dame basketball on the show in the month of August, by the way. Okay, so Jake, uh, hear me out on this. Rake thought I was getting punked yesterday. We had a caller. Brian, I believe, was his name. Right, right, Mark? Yeah. Brian was calling in. Again, we were at Grand Park yesterday. Brian wanted to talk Notre Dame basketball. Jake, do you think I was getting punked or not? Yes. I was getting punked? Yes. The lather that he worked up... I mean, I was pra- pacing back and forth at Grand Park, anticipating getting the caller on air, and then Sam Fritz said, "Bad news: the callers dropped off air." <laughs> and Rake said, "100 percent, that is a prank call." I, we are going to right now hear from every person in Central Indiana affiliated with this program that cares about Notre Dame basketball. Kevin, your name is <laughs> Kevin Donahue Bowen. Okay. This concludes this section of the program where we talk about those that care about Notre Dame basketball. Rake, I am looking forward to tomorrow. I think obviously a lot of eyes will be on it for Anthony Richardson, but I think you and Rick and Lara do an outstanding job. I'm disappointed that we won't get to hear you for all three preseason games with that Amazon Prime broadcast coming up in a few Thursdays with the Philadelphia Eagles. But nonetheless, I will enjoy the next couple of Saturdays. So enjoy Buffalo. Enjoy... I, I, where are you going? Anchor bar? Are you are you going to dive into some wings tonight? No, there's 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 this neat little kind of like jazz, just kind of bourbony place that's literally like right next to the hotel, and so we end up going with the rule of convenience uh, when mm. traveling in Buffalo. But this is now the third time in five years that we have opened the preseason in Buffalo, and unfortunately, like there's like a little bit of rain and storms in the forecast tomorrow. But the high temperatures in the mid-70s, which has kind of been the case like the last couple of times we have been, I'll sign up to open up the preseason in Buffalo every year because also my broadcast booth location is at the 50-yard line. I'll take that every August and consider myself a lucky man. I'm going to be so mad if it rains tomorrow. Like, haven't we had enough weather issues in Buffalo over the years? Like, Just let Anthony Richardson have a normal weather atmosphere so we all can watch it. Fingers crossed. Again, rain's one thing; storms are a different, yeah. you know, you know, you know, animal. So we were there four years ago. It like stormed late in the afternoon. We kicked at seven o'clock. It was not a problem. Last year was absolutely chamber of commerce, and keeping our fingers crossed, open for the best tomorrow. Rake, safe travels, man. Thank you. You got it. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. St. Jude treats children across the country and around the world, regardless of color, creed, or financial capability, because they're committed to love and care for their neighbors. Join me in helping St. Jude give every child with cancer the chance they deserve to survive. Together, we can save more lives. Call now to become a partner in hope. 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. Guys. Boy, my heart's racing a little bit, Jay Query. <laughs> Friday at nine, the got, wind down, and I've now got, all of a sudden I'm like, "Geez, I need to call Mopman." My blood pressure. I've got is meds that prohibit mine from doing that. We've been teasing it all morning long. It is a big show announcement, and I think 
certainly it's the elephant in the room. We've obviously, as a station, we have been searching for um, someone in a permanent basis, or I guess multiple people on a permanent basis, from a noon to three standpoint. A company has searched the entire country for the absolute best person to lead that, and maybe we'll cue up a little audio to make this announcement here from the new noon to three host i just lost the audio nice job mark <laughs> i did i did i had it and it's gone <laughs> typical <laughs> show fashion we have a lost <laughs> audio here so we'll yeah, awkwardly... here we go All right, you got it So, a couple of weeks ago, I, I don't know the time frame. The time frame is irrelevant. But it, it might have been actually, probably not coincidentally, that, that time I overslept. Do you remember that time I overslept? Oh, Mark? yeah, that yeah. one time. Do we remember? <laughs> and Some are saying that's a reason. There have been a lot of very talented people and a lot of really good people and a lot of, I mean, great entertaining people that have um been filling in on the noon show all of which certainly merit uh being in that position but about i don't know a couple of weeks ago our boss came to me and said listen instead of honing in on any one of those people would you be interested in being a host that would then be able to utilize the versatility of a number of different recurring guests on the noon show. So would you be interested in being the noon host of a program that would involve the variety and the versatility of those that we are fortunate enough to regularly have come through the doors here in the studio and move from the morning show to noon to three. And my first thought was, okay, um, so you mean I don't wake up in the dark anymore because in the wintertime, getting up early, I, I'm, I am a night owl. You won't be oversleeping noon to three. Correct. Well, well, let's not, you know, there's a wager there. Um, guys, when I came on to this show, admittedly, Kevin, I knew you were the incumbent, so to speak, right? And, and uh, Mark, you and I had worked only like in the week or two that I had come in as kind of a trial basis. And so I came in and I have been very appreciative of and proud of, quite frankly, the fact that I think we've gelled together to have a lot of fun over the last nearly two years in the morning. Hopefully those that listen to this program have had that same amount of fun. And uh, I've loved every minute of it. I have not necessarily loved getting up at that hour. Um, so effective, what a week from Monday. So yep. we will do this show again, ne- again, next week, Yep, August 21st. And then beginning on the 21st, I will be, um, I guess anchoring for lack of a better phrase, I will be the host of a new program that will be taking place on this show or on this station. I should say, uh, every day from 12 until three. My understanding is, uh, as of now, the idea is that it's going to be basically query and company. So there are going to be a number of people. I think ultimately it will be a two-person show, but for now, um, we'll just be utilizing the talents and the contributions of a number of different people. I look forward to those people and working with them from noon to three. And um, for you guys, look, I've I've loved every minute of working with you guys and, and having fun with it, but... Um, when that was brought to me, I was invigorated by that, but I said, listen, you know, I really do care about what happens in the morning and the listeners that we have. I'm hopeful that obviously many of them continue to listen throughout the course of the day. I know all of them listen to JMV and, and who wouldn't. And in the midday show, those they have been listening to those that have been filling in. So then I said, well, now what happens to Kevin and Mark? Because you guys are fully capable, obviously, of, of surviving without me. We know that. Um, but, Kevin... This all also was facilitated by the fact that somebody will be joining you guys in the morning. Yeah, and and let me start off by saying this, Jake, before we get into the future of what 7 to 10 is going to look like. Um, 
I, I, I think it's fair to say, and I have a bit mixed emotions, um, if I'm going to be truly honest with you about this. Obviously, I'm pretty excited about the potential of our station as a whole and moving an extremely established and talented brand, voice, however you want to describe yourself as I feed your ego um, into that noon to three slot. But kind of building off what you said, um, I've been pretty proud of what we have built um, over the last two years. And I've really enjoyed working with you. Um, I obviously did not, as you laid out there, I did not know you super well by any means before we started, but um, I think you've helped me grow and I, I, I think it's been a pretty good listen. Um, and again, I don't know, maybe that's your ego rubbing off on my ego, so thank <laughs> you for that. Um, but you are really, really talented and you've got a hell of a brain, you got a hell of a heart, and I've really enjoyed the last two years. So. Um, again, excited about the potential of our station moving forward without question, but at the same time, uh, I'd be lying to you if I didn't have a little bit of like, damn, I now have to talk about the show like in the past tense. We had something. I, I guess we got one more week, so maybe I can't go fully there, um, but I will certainly miss uh, all all three of us working together here from uh, from 7 to 10. Um, and, and Mark, the, the best thing about this is – I guess because of our our wager between the Diamondbacks and the Orioles, you probably don't have to pay me off the PBR, right? Oh no, that still stands. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, yeah, no, neither do I. I. I just maybe I'll have to pay Mark. I can hand I you. Six, you know, I can uh, hand you six right now. Let me tell you guys something interesting before we get to to what's going to happen because you're going to be you guys are going to have a heck of a lot of fun in the mornings, and I look forward to being able to listen to it. Uh, notably, you know, after I wake up. Um, you're going to have a lot of fun and you're going to have i think a lot of variety of fun that people are going to enjoy listening to um as i'm getting ready for a show from 12 until 3 but but i thought about this yesterday and i and i mean this sincerely i i think one of the things for me that is very surreal and this certainly isn't about me it's about this show but um it incorporates i think a little bit on probably for you guys where you're going here you know i was in my late 20s, JMV and I have talked about this. JMV, when I was 28 years old, I was working at a cigar store and I was going in at night and cutting tape for Ed Sorensen and, you know, taking his kids to Meyer and whatever I needed to do. JMV was busting tires and bailing hay. And, but we both had this, this same dream and this vision of being able to talk to people in Indianapolis about sports. I mean, that's really what I wanted to do to not only that, but talk to people in Indianapolis and be a voice for people that didn't have one of their own. Th- th- those were important things to me. And each step of my career, I have wondered to myself how I'm in that position. And I have been fueled and driven by the reality of the certainty that at some point people are going to figure out that I'm just kind of an imposter of a guy that wanted to do what I do, but, but probably isn't really very good at doing it. And that insecurity or that, um, drive that I had when I was 28 and terrified of, of rejection and failure is what still drives me at, at, at nearly 51 years old and will continue to drive me in the noon show. And hopefully, um, to the best show that we can possibly do. And so I think there's always, when there's change in radio, it always leads to an uncertainty or an uneasiness within you, but then you reawaken that drive and that motivation. And that's what allows you to do the best product possible. And there's no question in my mind that you two guys who have carried me for 19, 20 months, whatever it's been, um, will do absolutely that for the newest member of our station who um, I don't envy that he has to now get up early. Although I did get up, I did get used to it and I have really enjoyed doing this day part. Uh, I don't envy the hours that he's now going to have to keep, but I do envy that he's going to be able to work with both of you because you guys will put together one whale of a product. No question about it. Well, whether he wants to admit it or not, he's about to wake up early regardless of showtime <laughs> because he's welcoming in his first child here in a couple of months. Andy Sweeney is going to be joining us here on the morning show. I believe, I guess I should double check this, but I believe the new title is going to be the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy. Uh, Andy Sweeney uh, comes to us from ESPN Louisville. He is the program director and host of The Take with Andy Sweeney down there in Louisville. Chatted with him before, uh, before listened to his show. Um, very, very talented. Uh, seems like a great dude. 
And I've heard great things from people that have worked either in that market or with him. They're actually a Colts affiliate, which I did not know. They actually carry Colts games. But uh, Andy lives technically right now in Indiana. He actually grew up in Jeffersonville, went to Jeffersonville High School, stayed in state. uh, And he's been commuting from Sellersburg, which just north of Louisville um, here. And he's already bought a place here and will, of course, be moving. And like I said, he's going to welcome his first uh, first kid here uh, in a couple of months. So, again, I've heard great things about Andy. Um, strikes me as someone that is really, really talented. And, um, obviously, from a program director standpoint, he's had a, had a lot on his plate in Louisville. So I'm sure he's looking forward to just concentrating on being a host. And it will be him and myself and Mark Producen. And that will be the new 7-10 to 10 look. Now, the name of the show again will be? Uh, the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy. See, I think mine should be called The snooze button what do you think <laughs> pretty much yours should be called much. credentials required <laughs> yeah literally uh-huh what? no my face is my credential mark I, again i cannot, See, this is the stuff you'll miss isn't i it? cannot comment we will miss the, the this, show drops i have if the rumors of this being done when i was because, 19 i would have dressed like a total jackass i'll bet you you just slide those to noon to three, Mark. Oh, yeah. you know, you I'll, save them for, there. I'll save them for the uh, Jake, you did mention a variety of co-hosts. That is going to include Jimmy Cook. I, I do think yes. that's something. I know Jimmy has been outstanding in that chair here for the past few months. Um, so Jimmy will be a part of, sounds like a variety of people that will be uh, joining Quarry and Company here. Uh, over the next few weeks and few months. We look forward to it. And I think, you know, listen, our our bosses and our station kind of have a track record of, of obviously putting together, and, and I'd like to think that the three of us is an example of this, but having a vision of putting together good shows, and I think that's going to continue. And, um, you know, like I said, at, at my age with the meds I'm on, I've got to, it takes a little extra to get the heart going and the juices flowing, but this will do it. So I look forward to it. Yeah, and just final thing for me, and again, we'll have Andy on a little bit next week. He's going to join, I think, all of our shows over the course of next week. You can also meet him coming up next Friday at the Back Nine Golf Outing right here just south of downtown. Um, so looking forward to those interactions with him. This will officially start Monday the 21st. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I think when you talk about the future of our station and spreading things out over the course of all three of our local shows, it makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, uh, there is a feeling of a bit bummed right now because I do think um, we have built something that I've really enjoyed, and I hope you guys have enjoyed it as well, and I will miss uh, hanging out all three of us and well hopefully just, we can keep the group text just going. make sure if you want to yeah the group text and if you want to chat with me that it's after 10 right yeah you think, you've got problems with your nip uh, now, now mark now now come on hips, now, now, sure. now here's the thing you, you mark, had you to, the you had to go there didn't you yeah thanks hey, so much you had to let's go have jake on the month of may yeah can you guys record at 10 30 <laughs> with me <laughs> yeah, <for> sure. tomorrow? <laughs> uh-huh. that's exactly right exactly you know? whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits Long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. When St. Jude opened in 1962, childhood cancer was considered incurable. Since then, St. Jude has helped push the overall survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. St. Jude won't stop until no child dies from cancer. Join me today in supporting St. Jude by calling 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898 to become a partner in hope. Your gift to St. Jude could last a lifetime. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Hey fam, I'm asking for your support. Help us raise money for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food so they can focus on helping their child live. By pledging just $19 a month, you're helping St. Jude give every child with cancer a chance. Help St. Jude save lives. Call 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898 and become a partner in Hope today exactly what's gonna happen all right back to a little colts conversation there are some details on our website um i should probably retweet the link you can check that out for a little bit more if you missed our show announcement of jake sliding to noon to three here beginning a week from monday 
nothing like bringing on a former, I guess, employee. Someone that's been in this building for quite some time. He's the voice of the Colts. First preseason game is coming up Saturday. Matt Taylor, apologize for the uh, rather lengthy delay in getting to you there. What's happening on West 56th? Presented by Shelby Materials, the concrete and aggregate experts. We'll find out in 30 seconds. Do you want to work for a company who has your back? You can count on Shelby Materials. Shelby Materials has 10 ready-mix locations in central Indiana and is looking for Class B CDL drivers. Highlights include being home every night and every other weekend off during peak season. Shelby Materials stands behind its work, products, and people. We support our employees with competitive wages and benefits, including 401k, PTO, paid holidays, HSA, and a sign-on bonus. Learn more about your next opportunity by visiting shelbymaterials.com. Now, see. Now, what's Come happening on, on West 56? Brought to you by what? Shelby Materials, the concrete and aggregate experts. Now, now, introducing Matt at the wrong time and then playing that other spot at the wrong time. Is I'd Matt like, Taylor I'd, snoring? I'd or, like to let people right know that's the reason I'm going to the noon slot, right? <laughs> oh, Matt, I'm sorry, man. That was that was the lengthiest intro in the history of radio intro. You guys had a meeting about that at 6.30. Clearly, I was unaware. <laughs> This better be good. All I'm saying, this better be damn good after that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're going to have to carry carry the weight. Matt Taylor, good Friday morning to you. You looking forward to the trip to Buffalo? I am, I am. But, uh, hey, I don't know. I mean, condolences, but also congratulations to you guys. I mean, I know it's – I mean, you. you guys have – like you guys have said, I mean, I agree with you. You guys have put out a fun and entertaining show and – I've certainly uh, enjoyed listening to it, but congratulations on the next move, and here's the future. I appreciate that. Uh, cheers to Matt Taylor's morning coffee, as Mark Dykton has a morning PBR right now. Uh, as we open up the preseason starting tomorrow, uh, Mate, it's going to be you, Joe Wrights, and Jeffrey Gorman here the next couple of weeks. Is that right? That's it. That's the crew for the first two games. Uh, the last game is an Amazon Prime game, so no local radio for that game in Philadelphia. So we'll have the regular season radio crew in full swing for that game with uh, Rick Venturi and Lara Overton. But, yeah, the first two games, Joe Wrights and the Goreman patrolling the sidelines. Matt, do you read anything into – it's hard to, to, to get excited about – excited is the wrong word maybe. But preseason game number one, like who's the starting quarterback going to be? Uh, clearly, eventually, the keys are going to be handed over to Anthony Richardson, but uh, do we read anything into that, or is that just, it's kind of his turn to start out the rotation through the preseason of who's going to take snaps? No, I I think this kind of coincides with, I mean, you go back to the draft, you go back to Chris Ballard on the first day of training camp, I mean, they all said that, you know, the, the, the one, the biggest way, anyways, that Anthony Richardson is going to improve and get better and, you know, have a good gauge on whether or not he can handle this going into the regular season is is live bullets and i think with three preseason games and three joint practices i mean that's six opportunities if they take advantage of them between now and and august 24th so this is a huge opportunity for anthony richardson and i think there's something to be said i mean this is kind of maybe like the former player in me coming out and it's going to sound really basic but i think it's true I mean, there's something to be said, even though it's a preseason game and he's probably only going to play a quarter, if that, uh, tops coming up tomorrow. But just the fact that he's going to be the starter and he's going to be the guy that takes the first team reps. He's going to be the first quarterback in the first quarter of the first preseason game and only having, right, like 13 games under his belt, only 400 passes uh, for his college career, a lot of inexperience. I think there's something to be said for just like, hey, you know what, for today, for whatever it's worth, I know it's an exhibition game, but for right now, you're the guy. And he's going to have to kind of deal with the excitement of that and compartmentalize with the adrenaline and the anticipation and maybe some of the anxiety and some of the nerves. So I think that's healthy because if he does go into the regular season as the starter, he's going to definitely feel those same emotions certainly on a bigger level, but get him used to that, I think, is a good drill, if you will, going into the regular season if it comes to the, you know, if it comes to fruition that Anthony Richardson is your guy in September. Matt Taylor, I've thrown this at uh, all of our guests this week, so I apologize for being lazy, but um, you bring a fresh perspective, so I'll throw it at you. There's 12 quarters in the preseason, over under four and a half quarters for Anthony Richardson. Uh, I'd probably take the under on that. Um, 
I don't just because I don't know what that last preseason game is going to look like. You know, typically is that dress rehearsal or do the joint practices kind of throw something into that? Yeah, that's what I don't know. I mean, you know, you're going to have two joint practices, two or I should say, two joint experiences with two different teams, three total. You know, I think he's definitely going to play next Saturday at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Bears, but I don't know what it's going to look like, you know, a couple of days after that, the following Thursday in Philly. You know, there's some really good work he's going to get in. And if the Colts kind of feel it out and say, we like where Anthony Richardson's at right now from, uh, you know, an experience standpoint, being able to handle and, and, and being able to, uh, you know, dissect a live defense. And there's going to be things that obviously he's going to see in those joint practices that he would not see against the Colts defense in training camp or against the team in the preseason. So if they feel like they, you know, he's comfortable, uh, you know, diagnosing things at the line of scrimmage and going through his reads and completing a high percentage of his, of his passes, maybe they say, you know, just let's, let's focus now on the regular season. Let's not get him hurt. Let's not take any chances in that last game against Philly. But I think as of right now, considering just, again, his thin resume coming out of college, I, I think all reps are good reps no matter how they come. Um, but typically, you know, if he was a, a three- or four-year veteran like a Josh Allen, you know, tomorrow for the, for the Bills, then I would say no way he plays in that last preseason game following joint practices. But with Anthony Richardson, he just needs to play, 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 and see where he's at. Matt, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Greg Regstar earlier. Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts, is our guest. He's on the Payless Sigurds Hotline. So much attention will be paid, understandably, rightly so, towards the quarterback position for the Colts in the preseason. But give me the position battle or the player that you are most intrigued by that doesn't play quarterback. Well, obviously, tomorrow it's, you know, who's going to play running back just because they're so banged up there. Jonathan Taylor still on PUP. Zach Moss has a broken arm. The earliest he can come back is the beginning of the regular season. And that's, uh, you know, very generous, I think, you know, given that it's a six, seven week, you know, progress uh, following that broken arm. Deion Jackson is dealing with a leg injury. So right now you've got Jake Funk, uh, Evan Hole, uh, Kenyon Drake, um, you know Huntley, who they signed earlier this week, comes over from from Philly. You know in the preseason last year, you know Evan Hole. I think if you're going to start a game tomorrow, is going to be your starter just based on those injuries. But you know <laughs> you want to play him tomorrow because you want to see what he can do. He's a fifth round pick. It's going to be his first opportunity of any kind to get on an NFL game field. You want to see what he can handle. You want to see how he uh, can can negotiate uh, live bullets, if you will, even though it's a preseason game. But at the same time, you know, <laughs> again, if you're playing tomorrow, you, you, you might want to put him in some bubble wrap because you're, you need him. I mean, he's going to be a starter or at least a guy that's going to have a huge role within this offense at running back. So that's where my eyeballs are going to be just in terms of his usage, especially in that first quarter. And then same kind of thing at a tight end because they're so banged up with Mo Alley-Cox and Jelani Woods, Drew Ogletree's now banged up, Will Mallory's now dealing with a hamstring. You know, how do they divvy up this playing time in the second half between you know, Kylan Granson and Farrell Brown and you know, some of the guys they signed late last week with Nick Eubanks and Michael Jacobson? Um, you know, these guys are going to have to play and they're going to be evaluated in terms of their candidacy to make the regular season roster. So that's where I'm going on offense and then defense secondary. You know, it's the same thing. Injuries are playing a part there with, uh, you know, you've got uh, Julian Blackman is banged up. Nick Cross is going to be – he's going to be a guy that's going to play a ton tomorrow. Same thing with uh, Rodney Thomas the second. He's got a toe injury now. Is that going to be, you know, Trevor Denbo? Is that going to be uh, Marcel Dabo, uh, who, you know, was an international pathway program player last year? So there is a huge amount of opportunity and chance to shine tomorrow as some of these guys towards the back end of the roster look to make a claim uh, for the regular season. But, yeah, injuries and playing time is going to complicate things a little bit tomorrow for the Colts. Again, Matt Taylor is with us, the voice of the Colts. For the next two Saturdays, you will hear him with Joe Wright and Jeffrey Gorman. And then, as Matt said, it'll be back to Rick Venturi and Lara Overton coming up for the final uh, preseason game, which is a Thursday nighter in Philly. Matt, I think you kind of hinted at this at the beginning, but but I'll ask it again just for clarification. Last night we saw C.J. Stroud, two series of work with the Texans, 11 plays. I would like to think Anthony Richardson is in the lineup for a little bit longer than that. Do you think he will be in the lineup for longer than two series and 11 plays? Slash, do you think they would keep him in whenever they turn to more of a second unit? 
offensive line, or do you think he exits when the Quentin Nelsons and Ryan Kellys of the world exit? Yeah, it's a good thought. I mean, if, if I'm in charge, which I'm not, but if, if, if I were doing it selfishly, I'd like to see him play a full quarter, you know, whatever that amounts to, if that's two series, if that's three series. And then ideally you'd like to see a couple of scoring drives, you know. And, and the Colts have been very, very uh, diligent and um, intentional on their situational drill so far in camp. You know, Kevin, I mean, every day there's – a third down period, a red zone period, you're, you're stacked up in your own end zone period, four minute, two minute. So I want to see how some of those situational periods translate to a game, really, for, for Anthony Richardson. But I'd like to see him play a full quarter, whatever that amounts to. I, I don't think I would put him out there with the second group just because, you know, he has played, you know, almost what five, five days with the, the entire offensive line minus yesterday with Braden Smith, uh, leaving his position at right tackle. I would think, again, you, you kind of drill this and simulate this for the regular season, you know. So if he's going to be out there as the starter, which I think has a lot of merit to it going into the regular year, you know, have him go through the emotions of taking the first team snaps or taking that first snap of the game, but also throwing to Michael Pittman Jr. and Kylan Granson and Josh Downs and Isaiah McKenzie and Alec Pierce and playing behind that offensive line. So, again, I just kind of contradicted myself with reps, 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 but you got to be smart about it too, and you also have to be, you know, very cognizant of, of who's around him, how that can impact him, and kind of keeping that big picture in mind, like this is all for – to get us to September 11th, week one against the Jaguars, healthy and as mentally sharp as possible. So, no, I don't think I would put him out there with the twos just for continuity's sake, just so I'm, just so I'm not, I'm not cl- clouding up his mind and mudding up you know, those, those images that he sees on a weekly basis or daily basis going into the regular season. Hey, Matt, last question for me. You know, it is the preseason, so I am curious, and I think fans – do get interested in this kind of a thing from behind the scenes in terms of the travel for a preseason game i assume that it is treated as if it's a regular season game and probably just the routine stays the same because everything you're trying to replicate so can you give fans kind of a perspective of what the travel looks like in terms of the in and out of buffalo and what all goes into from the franchise standpoint preparing for the game yeah, it's, it's very much like a regular season game. I think all trips are kind of treated uh, with a business trip mentality to them. So we're going to leave. I think we got to be on the plane by like 1.30 this afternoon and we get to Buffalo or uh, get to the team hotel just after 4. And then it's basically status quo, just basically like what they would do at training camp uh, if, if they were at Grand Park. They would go through position meetings and then they would have special teams meetings. Uh, they would have a team meal later on tonight. You know, lights out is going to be a reasonable time, probably around 10, 1030, um, because it is an early game tomorrow with a 1 o'clock kick. So guys are going to have to report to the stadium, kind of trickle into Highmark Stadium around you know, 10, 1030 and, and get their bodies right and get their minds right. So, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a normal trip, just a bigger traveling party, if you will. And instead of having, you know, 55 guys or whatever the number is, including practice squad guys that travel during the regular season, you know, now you have close to 100 guys player-wise, and then you've got staff and you've got doctors and trainers and coaches. So it is going to be a big, you know, full flight, if you will, to Buffalo. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's very much treated just like it would in the regular season. I think all guys understand that. They respect that. And for you know, I think that should give you a lot of hunger. Like Again, if you're a guy towards the back end of the roster, you know, trying to make this team. Like, if you're a receiver like, uh, Amari Rogers or uh, a Cody Case or a Jawan Winfrey. You know, some of these guys are rookies or they tasted the NFL. You know, being on, even though it's a preseason game, being on a NFL trip should just give you a lot of hunger and thirst to, like, I want to stick around and make more of these. So I think the Colts definitely do a good job of, of making it feel like it's an important game because it is, because it's all part of the puzzle going into the regular season as they try to fill out these roster cuts. Again, Matt Taylor, Voice of the Colts. Our coverage begins tomorrow at 10 a.m. And one thing I'll just add, Mate, because I think it's seemingly changed a lot over the recent years. There's just one roster cut now 
You know, in some of these years past, we've gone from like 90 to 85 to 80, then to 53, or you know, 90 right. to 75, then to 53. These guys that are on the 90-man roster, as long as they don't get cut, um, they can play all these, all three preseason games, and then one big final cut after the final preseason game. So that would be Tuesday, August 29th. So for those curious, when do roster cuts start to happen? Just one big one coming up later this month. Uh, Mayte, safe travels, man, and uh, enjoy the call, and we look forward to these Friday conversations uh, throughout football season. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. I'm looking forward to them, too. And again, congratulations on the move, on the news, and uh, we'll always be listening. I appreciate that. Thanks, Mayte. You got it. See you guys. That is Matt Taylor right there on the Payless Liquors hotline. Um, yes, we're, we're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> really? Cordial breakup? Possession oh into the end zone for us. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, we announced it at the top of the 9 o'clock hour for those that missed it. Uh, Jake, Was that your reaction, Mark, when you heard the news? Yeah. Jake sliding <laughs> like to the uh, noon to 3 slot. And by the way, I should have pointed this out. The first week of the noon to 3 slot, and I'm thrilled about it, Jimmy Cook will be joining me uh, on the mic. So I'm, I'm thrilled for that because um, yeah, nobody's worked harder in this building no offense, Mark. Oh, thanks. Um, and and been more capable, certainly, of of being on that mic. So he, he'll join me uh, starting a week from Monday for the first week of it. Again, Query and Company for the next couple of weeks, months, etc. But Jake going to be noon to three. It will be myself and Mark still in our roles that we are currently in. But Andy Sweeney from Louisville, ESPN Louisville down there, he's going to join us. I've gotten the chance to listen to Andy a couple times here in recent weeks. He is a um, very, very talented guy, so looking forward to having him with us. But at the same time, as I said, to lead off this hour, um, I will. I am a bit bummed that us three will not be doing this for 15 hours a week, even though some you know, of us throw in the towel towards the end of the week. <laughs> you know, Mark, when 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 I first started doing this show with you guys, really only one thing has changed in the time, like I said, just under two years. Uh-huh. Uh, you used to bring in large bowls of cereal I know, every morning. that's kind of changed. Have you deviated from that? What happened? I just don't have the time. It's too much work. <laughs> oh, I Bringing in the- a, a bowl and cereal and then like a cup of milk? Come, come on now. Come by uh, the house sometime around 11. Yeah? <laughs> right around when I'm getting up. and well, it's, Take it's it from safe. Boo? Do you feed Boo the milk? <laughs> that's right. Something else that's changed is maybe the color of my hair and maybe a few more that have fallen out and having to deal with you uh, for the last couple of years. All right, we'll continue with the pop quiz. I'm very low maintenance. Four-pack of tickets to the State Fair. Mark, you said we're doing some big giveaways next week? Next week, yeah. We've got um, Jim Ursay collection tickets next week as well as Jethro Tull tickets next week. By the way, it's still going to be us for one more week, so I guess we all Jethro Tull. I get that confused with Molly Hatchett. Live together for one more week. Which one's the the flute fella? Is that Jethro Tull that uses the flute all the time? Zam Fear was he? That's Kenny G, I think. 